So on Hanukkah, when you go to a party, so often you'll see that people will light candles by the party, like Hanukkah candles, or you'll, you'll see someone lighting candles in the White House or in a park in a public uh, menorah lighting. And the question is, didn't we learn that the obligation of Hanukkah is near issue based that a person is supposed to be lighting candles in his house. Nobody lives in the park that, that's called his house. So the question is, how could you light candles, Hanukkah candles, in a place that's not a home and still make brachas? How can you make a bracha on Halakas near his Hanukkah when it's not in one's home? So before we figure out if it is proper, if this custom is proper to light candles by uh, weddings, and with a bracha by the White House, by your local uh, gathering in the park, let's first look at another custom, another minog, and this is actually brought in the Paiskim, the minog to light candles in shul. So if you go to any any shul in, uh, in, in, in any shul, but that by between Mincha and Marav, they will have someone lighting candles. So let's say it's before Marav, they will light candles before Marav with a bracha, and they'll probably sing Moisur. There's a minute in Kali to light candles with a bracha in shul. And the question is, nobody lives in the shul. So how could we light candles in the shul with the bracha if nobody even lives there, nobody's using it? So clearly this is not the halacha of the mitzvah of Hanukkah. There's a minog. This is a custom that we have in Kali Yisrael, And we do make a bracha on a minog. And this is a minog. We make a bracha on this minog. So the question is, what's the source for this minog? So there are different, various reasons brought down. We'll stick with one for now. The... The 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 Rivash says that as we learned yesterday, originally you were supposed to light candles outside your home, and then at least put it by your doorway. However, b'shas hasakana, when it's dangerous to have your menorahs displayed outside, or 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 someone could see from outside, so they would light it on their shulchanah, they would light it on their table, and that was it. So the Rivash writes that there was no parsumenisa, that everybody was stuck to, you know, forced to light it on their own table. So only their family was able to see it. But you didn't have parsumenisa. However, when you come to shul, they allowed them to gather for prayers. They had shul. So they would light candles in shul in order to have parsumenisa. So Rav Sturmach writes that today, perhaps that minog would not apply. However, Rav Sturmach writes, even if this was the only reason for the minog, we would still keep it. This is a minog in Klai Yisrael. Additionally, there are other reasons brought down for the the source for this minhag to light candles in shul. So let's quickly go through some of the halachas, and then we'll get back to lighting at the White House. So the halacha is that we make a bracha when we light the we light candles in shul. You do make a bracha. You make the first night you would say all three brachas, including shechianu. This is a discussion in the paiskim. What if someone made brachas in shul and now he's going home? Is he allowed to make brachas? on his menorah? So the, so the answer is yes. He's allowed to make brachas in his menorah. Since the lighting in shul, you're not, you do not fulfill your obligation of lighting candles. So therefore, he should light again at home. There is a machlekes if he's allowed to repeat shehechiyano. On one hand, you could say, since he was not, he did not fulfill the mitzvah yet. So the shechianu was just on the minnow. There's no that he did. He did not fulfill the shechianu, and therefore, when he go home, he should repeat it. That is the psak of Rambam Feinstein, and many of the other poskim. However, the Mishnah Brewer brings down from the Shari Tshuva that perhaps shechianu is going on Hanukkah itself and not on the Halakas Neiros, and therefore, it's better to not repeat shechianu. So halacha lamaisa. Depending on your Paisik, most Paiskim Bismanazel would say, based on Rav Moshe's Psak, based on the suffix of the Mishabura, that you would be allowed to repeat Shechianu. 
However, in certain circles, they try to find someone who is, let's say, a bar mitzvah boy who might not be lighting his own candles at home, so he won't end up repeating Shechianu. And finally, even if you are repeating the brachas at home, the Shechianu, so if you have someone in your family that's not lighting, let's say uh, a girl or a wife, they are not lighting candles, yet they are still obligated in Halakas Neiris, they're just fulfilling their mitzvah through their father, through the husband. So then you would be allowed to repeat the Shechianu because you're being, might see them, you are, you are making the bracha for them, and that is the psaks. Even if you live in shul, Halakha we would say to make the same, make the brachas again at home. Where do we place the menorah in shul? So, if if you're if you look at the the base hamikdash, the gemara Basra says that the menorah was on the south side of the base hamikdash, and therefore we put the menorah on the south side of the shul. So, in a standard shul where the arayin is facing mizrach, the arayin is facing mizrach, so then it would be on the right side of the shul. That would be south, as if uh, facing east. So then the right side would be south. And that's where you should place your menorah. There's machlekes in the Rishonim. What what was what happened in the base of Middash? Was it going from east to west, or from from uh, from north to south? The placing of the menorah. So the halacha is we paskin it should go from east to west. That's how uh, the Mishabura says. Unless you have a minog the other way. If you have a minog the other way, so the Magen Avraham says everyone should follow their minog. But if you're starting a new shul, there's no minog. So then you would face the menorah towards the Aaron, and you start lighting candles, starting the, you place the candles starting from the right side, that would be number one, and going to the left would be number eight. So starting from the Aaron and going towards the the, 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 the room, the shul, the bima, whatever is in your shul. <coughs> when should this be lit? So, we typically light it between Mincha and if you have one of those Mincha Marv, otherwise it should be lit before Marv. Unless you have a nine o'clock Marav minion, so you light the candles before Marav. An Arab Shabbos on Friday afternoon, you cannot light it that late. So, depending on what time Mincha is, if Mincha is, let's say, a half hour before Shkia, and there's a break between between Shkia and between Mincha and Shkia, there's there's time. Let's say they say Kabbalah Shabbos, but there's always time. So then, halakhali, you'd be allowed to light candles after Mincha as long as you finish lighting five minutes before sunset. However, most shuls do not have mincha like that. Mincha ends up being very late, right around Shkia time. So then, we say you should light candles before you daven mincha on Fridays. Even though during the week you would do it after mincha, on Fridays do it before mincha. There's another halacha that really you should have ten people present when you light candles because of Parsumi Nisa. However, in most shuls, unfortunately, it's very difficult to find ten people, you know, five minutes before mincha on Erev Shabbos, so the place can say, as long as 10 people are going to come at some point, you could light the candles even earlier than Mincha uh, began. On Matzah Shabbos, we light it typically after Marav, after you say at the Hanantanu, so you light it Matzah Shabbos. Now, there is no real need for people to stay around the half hour. It's nice, Parsumi Nisa should be uh, for a few minutes, a half hour, but there is no requirement that people have to stay in shul for a half hour, but the candles should light at least lechatchila for a half hour. Now, if there's nobody going, if there's no one going to remain there and people are afraid, there's a sakana, so Rav Vosner and some of the other, some of the other poets can say, although lechatchila, it should be lit for a half hour, if it's a sakana, uh, since it's only a minog to light it for the shul, so we could extinguish the candles 
However, standard sock would be that it should at least be lit for a half hour in shul, but people don't have to stay there for a half hour. It should be lit for a half hour in, in shul. So now, what about... So this is in shul, right? So what about something else? You have a party. You have a Times Square Hanukkah lighting. How are we allowed to make brachas on that? So when it comes to shul, you could say there's a, there's a minog. There's a minog to do it in shul. Even that, very difficult to find the source for it. The cowboy writes, perhaps, it was to, there, was, there was one guy. We learned this in Hilchas Mezuzah. There was one person who used to live in the shul. Perhaps some aniyim would sleep there. So they felt there was their home. So these are reasons that have to do with the home. Or like the Rivash says, it was Parsume Nisa Bishasa Sakana. They couldn't light it in their home, but they could light it in Shul. So this is the opposite, to light it in Times Square. What does that have to do with the Minog of lighting in Shul? And therefore, based on this, many of the other many places can say it is wrong to light candles with a bracha outside of Shul and outside of one's home. There is no mitzvah. It's a bracha levatala, and we should not do this. Now, is there anything wrong with lighting the candles itself? Nothing wrong. Parsum Nisa, you're, you're showing everyone that it's Hanukkah, but why should you have to make a bracha? And therefore, the Tzitzel opposes making brachas on Neres Hanukkah in public places. Comes along uh, the Yakut Yosef. He quotes Rabbi Yosef, and he says that, he says two things. A, he says that let's say you daven ma'arav there. So if you daven ma'arav, at your Hanukkah party, or maybe in Times Square at the White House, you daven Marav. So then, it's somewhat uh, like the minog of lighting in shul. You're making it into a base knesses, uh, a temporary base knesses, and therefore you could make brachas on Eris Hanukkah if you're davening Marav at that place. That would work for a wedding. That would work for a restaurant, for a Hanukkah party. That's the opinion of of the Yakut Yosef. But Rabbi Vadia, he quotes Rabbi Vadia a little later. I think in Hilchas Mayadim, and he says that perhaps even without the Davni Marv, it would be fine. There's an, Why? Because there's another reason brought by the Kolboi. The Kolboi writes that perhaps the, the reason why they lit Hanukkah candles in Shul with Brachas is because they wanted to show people how to do it. Meaning, there were people that, that didn't go to Yeshiva, didn't know the Minog to light candles. So when you do it in Shul, you show everybody how to light, how to make the brachas. So therefore, the cowboy and the... So the, therefore, the cowboy writes, that's the minog to, to light Hanukkah candles and shul. So based on this, the Oz Nidbaru, Rabbi Yaman Zilber Zetzal, and I think the Yakut Yosef quotes Rabbi Vadi saying the same thing, that if you're doing it to show others the mitzvah, like Chabad does, or some of the other... Uh, public lightings, if it's there to show people how to do the mitzvah, so then as long as a, a, an unaffiliated Jew is coming to to watch this, the ceremony, then you can make a bracha. Now that wouldn't work for a, a wedding in Bar Park, assuming that everyone there is observant Jews, so then they all know how to light candles. They went to yeshiva, they all, they all know how to, how, to, how to light the candles. You wouldn't have that opinion. It, it would only work for a kiruv type of situation, to, so to show people how to light the menorah. Another limitzchus would be perhaps that in Hilchas Brachas there's a concept that someone is training the child, training his child how to make brachas. So in most situations, it will not be considered a bracha levatala. If he's making a bracha to show his child, teaching his child how to make a mezainus on a piece of cake, it's not a bracha levatala, even if you, you yourself did not eat the piece of cake. So perhaps if one is trying to be mechanic people and saying, repeat after me or do this tomorrow at your own home, 
and you can listen to the recording. So basically, it's making a recording of a bracha, and that would not be considered a bracha lebatala since it's teaching people how to do it beyond the minog of lighting in the basic Knesset. So that's the basic machlokes. Again, depending on your community, the weakest place to be able to light menorah would be by a uh, you know from a Hanukkah party to make a bracha on that. That would probably not be proper unless you're davening mara there. By a wedding, would also the same thing would would probably be best to avoid it. However, in the cure of situations, lighting at the White House, lighting in a you know a community gathering, to open to the broader community, you're showing people how to make bracha, how to make the brachas, showing people what Hanukkah is all about. So part of the Hanukkah is making the brachas on the nearest Hanukkah. That's part of the mitzvah. So perhaps that is all included in Parsume Nisa. And there are those Paiskin that would say that one could and should make a bracha in that situation.